Right. If you'd like a voice that's easy, expressive and human, if you want to deliver your words in a way that really makes your listener feel something, you know, and if you want a clearer voice during hay fever season, cold and flu season and even... Yikes, I've sung too loud at a Bon Jovi concert season. (laughs) Then join me for Mouth to Mic. It's my new online voice training programme that comes with its own private community of voice gigs, just like you. For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast, here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker or voiceover artist or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Hello, lovely voice pal. I'm just holding a massive book. I'm giving you some exercises from my book today. Woohoo! Now, I know I said I was going to move on to resonance this week, but I've had a couple of people reach out asking for some insights into exercises for increasing breath capacity. So I just wanted to throw this episode in quickly to help with that, really. I mean, there's loads more to speaking than just having enough breath. And when I work with people who don't feel like they've got enough breath to get to the ends of phrases or like they run out of breath really quickly when they're talking, it's a much bigger conversation and process than just here are some exercises to increase your out breath. (laughs) You know, ultimately, it's about understanding well, how much air you really need to speak. So there's an awareness process that has to start initially. Because it can actually be, in fact, detrimental to the voice to have more air in there than you really need. You know, a high subglottic pressure, aka the pressure from the air in the lungs up onto the underside of the vocal folds coming out, can lead to the perwy vocal folds and the surrounding laryngeal area having to work loads harder than they want to or need to to make sound. And that can lead to, you know, vocal fatigue issues to start with and limitations in range. So there's more to it than just, I need to have taken loads more air. And there's loads more to it than, I need to have lots more air to get out there, is my point. Here are a couple of things that I suggest for the breath capacity issue initially, just before I show you a few exercises to help out with the general, oh, I don't have enough breath thing that is going on out there. So firstly, from the awareness angle, you need to start noticing your breathing habits. For example, when you take a breath in to speak, do you feel like you're taking in loads of air when actually you don't really need that much? Are you finding that you have lots of breath left over after you've said your thought? You also need to notice if there are any points in that breath pattern where you have a tendency to hold the breath. That's really important. And then other things like, are there certain situations where your breathing changes? Like, do you get more breathless when you're nervous or fatigued or when you've been ill? Basically, start noticing your breath day to day. Get to know it. Make friends with it. (laughs) Get to know that breath. Next thing in terms of awareness is more about the words that you have to say. And this is situation dependent. But if you have access to the words you're going to speak beforehand, familiarise yourself with those thought lengths or the sentences. So like when we talk in conversation, our body knows the thought that we're about to say because it's our thought coming from our brain. So our body takes in the amount of air it needs to say that thought. 
happy days. It's all instinctive. We don't even think about it. Sometimes when we're speaking or presenting or narrating, the thoughts are either someone else's completely because it's a script you've got to read or a book you've got to narrate, or there's something that you might have written yourself that ends up not feeling like it's been written to be spoken. It feels like it's been written to be read in your head like you would a book. And when that happens, all sorts of crazy things happen to the thought lengths. They get really long and meandering sometimes. So it can make it really hard to connect with the thought lengths as a speaker. So if we get to know the words, our body can learn how much air it needs for each bit beforehand. And then there's a greater chance of your breath keeping up with you then. That's a really nice exercise for checking in on the thought lengths before you do the speaking or the recording or the presenting is just lip trilling through the text a few times, breathing when you need to. So if I was going to say the phrase, hello, my name's Nick and I'm here today to talk to you about voice, I would go. And what you'll notice is if it feels easy to lip trill through that whole phrase or whether there's a point where it feels natural to have a breath, it can really help you structure where you take your breaths, how much breath you need for each thought. So that's one thing. I need a drink. Then from a technique angle, of course, think about, well, look, basically the five episodes I've already done on breath, you know, think about the out breath before the in breath. So breathe out or use the air that you have in there by talking already before you breathe in. Don't stack air on top of air on top of air because it gets very intense in the clavicle area and a bit high. Check in with that lower abdominal release on the in-breath. Are you feeling some flexibility in that lower belly area when you breathe in or is it feeling a bit rigid? And then check in with your support response. So that's episode 16, 17 and 20, I think. But ultimately, we need to know if the support bits are doing what they're designed to do well enough in supporting the airflow on the way out when you're talking. Checking in on the aisle transversus abdominis. Hello, big words. Right, all that having been discussed, there are, of course, benefits in exploring breath capacity. And a few people have asked for it. So here are a couple of simple exercises for anyone out there who feels like they run out of breath a lot or like they don't have enough breath to say the words they need, basically. So step one is sort of noticing where you currently are with your breath capacity. So you're going to basically time yourself letting out a gentle unvoiced sound, then a gentle voiced sound, and then you're going to do some counting. But here we go. So the first one is just time yourself either in your head or with your phone, letting out a gentle s as in sausage. Now, I would say do three or four and notice what the longest one is, because the first one will just be all the breath that you already have in there. And then when you've done that first one, you can release the belly, let another breath in and start again. So we had just a very gentle You get the point. I won't go on. (laughs) That might really be not hugely pleasant for the old ear holes (laughs) in a podcast capacity. Hmm, sibilant much? Then the next one is a gentle voiced equivalent of that sound. So that was a s. We're going to go for the z, which is the same articulation pattern, but we're just adding some vocal fold vibration in the background. Z. 
and I'm doing it on a note that's comfortable for me. I'm not trying to reach the heady heights or go really low, just whatever feels habitually normal. And it's important to make sure you're not pushing for sound, you're not feeling any constriction or restriction in the throat area. So that's the second stage. And just so you have an understanding of sort of averages or what might be expected on this voiced sound, in the book where these came from, Voice Work, Art and Science and Changing Voices by Christina Schuel, big up Christina Schuel, there's a little point where she quotes another fella called Boone, brackets 1991, close brackets, that says, if adults cannot typically hold a sound for 15 to 20 seconds, they may need direct breath control work. He also says men should be able to count out loud for 12 seconds on one breath and women for 10 seconds. So that's a nice little gauge for where you may be in terms of the averages. And this next bit of the exercise is moving in to help us get an idea of where we are with our breathing right now. It is a very simple uh, counting pattern that we're going to use with a breath in between each little set. And it, it goes like this, it's dead simple. It goes one, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. You get the point. And basically adding one number on every set as we go. So that way you've got an actual number that you feel that you can get to. And make sure when you're counting, it doesn't become this kind of one, one, two, one, two, three intoned kind of vibe. Just say it conversationally. We're working on spoken voice here, you know. So we're just one, one, two, one, two, three. Nice, steady pace. It's just counting. <laughs> you can do this in any position you want. So, you know, you could do it lying down as part of your warm up or lying down just before you go to bed. It could be one of your um, do it standing while you're boiling the kettle exercises. Every, every time you boil the kettle, do a little bit of uh, breath capacity work. That's a nice way of getting it in your routine. Or even just seated at your desk a few times a day. To be honest, it's quite nice for calming the nerves. So if you've got something coming up that's a meeting or a recording or an interview or whatever that you're a bit nervous about, doing this beforehand is a really nice way of settling things down. You can also do it sort of moving around, like walking or running up the stairs or what have you, to bring a bit more aerobic activity into things, which will have another effect. So that's a good experiment too. So it's important also to say, though, at this point, don't let yourself get to the stage when you're doing this where you're like pushing for air and straining and getting tense. So we don't want to be like 96, 97, 98, 99, because that's no good for anyone and you're never going to talk like that anyway. It's not a competition. <laughs> it's an awareness and improvement exercise. So, you know, give yourself a wee break. Breathe when you need to. And of course, breath capacity. Here comes a disclaimer. Breath capacity work is only really going to be useful if you've already worked through the breath system as a whole and the underlying fundamentals of breath work, which of course includes an understanding of alignment and the physical connection of the whole body to the breath. So do go back and revisit those other episodes. I think, what did I say, 16, 17 and 20 are where things really get going. Right, there we go. So see you in the Voice and Accent Hub if you need me. As usual, link in the show notes and also link in the show notes to the book that I got the exercises from and a few supporting episodes from the podcast to date. And a happy counting. One, one, two, one, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Exits the booth. 
thanks for listening to the Voice Coach Podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub on Facebook. See you in there. One, two, three, four, five.